0: I'm going on tour of the Black Crows. Get out of here. I'm doing Worst gig Ever. I'm your host, Jeff Garlock. I'm Mike Pace. This week, we have the fantastically funny and fabulous Arthur Meyer. Arthur Meyer. Arthur Meyer. Arthur Meyer. Arthur Meyer, Meyer indeed. He's a great man, and he's a great interviewee. There was a mutual appreciation society going on through this one. He's winding back. I'm throwing him out. He's hitting him out of the park. Very funny man. Very interesting man. Sketch.
1: He acts. He writes for Fallon. You know him from his sketch group, Pangea 3000, and Two Fun Men, and his own work, his own great shows, both at UCB and around. You've seen him on Fallon. He's been in movies. He has. He was on Letterman.
0: And he talks we about talk that We talk about stuff. it all. Actually, I don't think we talk about Letterman. Do we not talk about Letterman? Remember. But we might <laughs> talk about Letterman. If not, go look him up. He's he on also... Letterman. He loves music. Loves music. And we talk about music. The music and comedy uh, connection is happening on this episode. It's a rainbow connection. You know where else you can find a rainbow connection? <laughs> where? On all the previous episodes of Worst Gig Ever, go to worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com. We are on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Write us at worstgigever at gmail.com. Tweet at us at Mikey Pace at G Garlock at worstgigever.com check out our web series youtube.com backslash official comedy the worst gig ever web show you're gonna love the way you look when you're looking at us (laughs) making you laugh we hope and uh, and you know what you're also gonna love oh the way you listen the way you listen on your tweaked audio headphones go to tweakedaudio.com put in the promo code worst and get one third off of your purchase of any pair of headphones there's a lifetime warranty on those folks don't a lifetime warranty? Up. Do you guarantee that warranty? I guarantee that for the rest of your lifetime, you're going to be loving these headphones. You're going to be loving everything else. Would you go on tour with a Black Crows or Oasis as a rhythm guitarist for three weeks? Would you do it for nine months? That's a question we're going to ponder in a future episode. So stay tuned for that. Lots of exciting uh, episodes If you got answers, up. send it in, though, too. That's right. Email us, worstcogever at gmail.com. Don't email Arthur Meyer.
1: No, but listen to Arthur Meyer.
0: Here he is, folks. Get ready.
1: No fuck you so thing lemon latch candle calls of mama I'm show all the hella net for brown little thing lemon latch candle calls of mama I'm so all to hella net for brown Hey little thing Lemon Latch candle calls a mama I'm so all to hella net
2: The worst gig I ever had was doing improv at the International Auto Show in two thousand eleven. And uh, this was to promote the Ford Taurus car that had just come out. Sure. So I auditioned for this thing, and I was not good at auditioning. Uh, I didn't like it. It was a very unnatural <laughs> human process. And I somehow got the gig, which I couldn't believe because my audition uh, sucked. What what we had to do is we had this, uh, in, in the audition, we had a list of details, little facts about the new Ford Taurus. And uh, we had to interweave those details into a scene in which we were given a relationship, an object, and a location uh, with a scene partner. So that's kind of a lot to keep track of. Is, Classic second yeah. city
1: integrated marketing. Impact. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I got the gig, and that consisted of the same thing that the the audition did, basically, except it was in the Javits Convention Center. So it was a huge, Ooh. enormous place with uh, various, you know stages with cars on top of them and uh you know grossly overweight men walking around taking pictures of uh the attractive uh female models in the big room right yeah, not because the, there's the tiny room. Downstairs. I didn't know there was a tiny room. I went to a yeah. horror
1: convention, which I was sad to see it was in the downstairs tiny. That room. is sad.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes.
2: but the big room—that's a big it's, room. It's, well, the, yeah. the,
0: the, the, the auto show, let it be known, is a huge it's, deal every year. Yeah, it's, it's a an, big it's deal. It's enormous,
2: and there were, as I said, tons of fat men taking photos of attractive, <laughs> uh, you know, female models. Sure. So it was very sad and depressing <laughs> yeah. uh, to just like watch these, you know, farting people just like. <laughs> Go from, you know, car to car, just checking out, like, hey, that's, that's uh, really, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so my job was to, uh, st- I was on a stage. I, I was told to wear black pants and a white shirt, you know, something uh, sort of reminiscent of the Model T days, something that, sure, you know, every yeah. man can relate to. Yeah, bar mustache. Yeah. Pleaded, I'm hoping yes. that those were. And on the stage was the new Ford Taurus. And I was with uh, Katie Shore, who I don't know if you know her, but she's another improviser. Both of us did not deserve that gig. We, we both had bad auditions, and we were both very bad at this gig. Right. We were not good at what we were supposed to do, which was to, as I said, interweave details about the Ford into a scene where... So someone from the audience would come up and push a button, which was on a stand, uh, this red button that would then... It was then hooked up to uh, some computer thing that looked like a slot machine, and it would say... Uh, grandma and grandson, Ugh. Chrysler Building with a bowling ball. Oh, it's so, so complicated. Yeah, so we so we would have to somehow come up with a scene where we're incorporating a bowling ball on the Chrysler Building. And we're also talking about the Ford Taurus (laughs) and explaining the benefits of this new car. And I remember before the whole thing... So what we were doing is we were doing six shows a day, each of which was 10 minutes long. (laughs)
0: What
1: year (laughs) is this? Like (laughs) 1897? uh, Because I'm also picturing the
2: computer,
1: quote unquote, was like the old like... Like train station, like ticker. Yes. or like da- 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 da bowling ball. Yeah.
2: yeah, it was pretty much like that. <laughs> yeah. So we had to do six shows a day for ten days in a row. So six, sixty of these shows, <laughs> um, and each one different. Yeah, yeah each yeah. one was each one was. Uh, uh, we tried to make it a different show. Um, before the shows even started, there was one day of training in which this uh, small, uh, ugly woman from Britain <laughs> was brought into direct us and she kind of had sort of a vision for the whole thing like I I got the sense that whatever she was doing in Britain was awful like she was doing some sort of artistic thing and like was really pushing hard to get like her friends involved and stuff and whatever the thing she was creating was just horrible so she was brought in to direct this stupid you know Ford auto show (laughs) improv thing and she 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 just she like had her vision her vision was like I think what you have to do is, like, she's like, you must be uh, loud and use uh, big arm gestures. (laughs) (laughs) Project. Yeah, because we we would try to have, like, normal improv scenes where two people are talking. She's like, that's not going to do it. She's like, you have to project, you have to be big, sell
1: this car, you know, like So basically Bob Odenkirk's character, what he's describing, what acting is. Yes, exactly. a show sketch where you just go on stage and
2: yell. You just yell. <laughs> and that, that's what she wanted us to do. She wanted us to we had uh two chairs at our disposal. She wanted us to stand on them as often as we could so we could just <laughs> be seen and make it known to the world to buy this Ford Taurus car, but we're also like bowling on the Chrysler building. <laughs> So it was the most insane thing ever. And, uh, you know, as I said, I was not uh, very good at it. Because all these scenes would be... I mean, can you imagine a a grandson and a grandma? And, you know, it would be like, "Uh, Grandma, thanks for taking me to the Chrysler building. And then it would be like... Uh, You're welcome. Should we start bowling? And I would say, yeah, I can't wait to bowl balls off the building and kill the people down on the ground level. And also, like, the new Ford has, like, brake pads, you know, like... <laughs> we can get away in our new Ford Taurus park Yeah, right around yeah, the corner. Yeah, we, we would do that. We would say, like, it, like we were wearing these stupid headset microphones. We're like, oh. and the new Ford Taurus, like, has... Uh, you know, automatic parallel parking. And, uh, <laughs> wow, look at, you could see the whole city of New York from here. I mean, doesn't that just sound like, <laughs> well, it sounds automatic crazy. Parallel parking really sounds like yeah, a the, futuristic. That, uh, well, that, 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 uh, that is a very good, uh, trait of the car. Uh-huh. But so, here, so, here, so here, <laughs> your so mom yeah. has it on her trip. It's yeah, in yeah, your yeah. blood. It's in your blood. So here's the, th- so we did this for, yeah, we, we did it, uh, 10 days in a row. Um, it was awful. And invariably, each show would start out with about 40 people in the audience mm-hmm. uh, who had just kind of wandered over from a different part of the convention center. And then... Wondering why these people are yelling at you. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, within five minutes, the number had uh, shrunk to about five. Oh, yeah. So we, uh, there would be times where we were just like yelling kind of to no one. <laughs> And luckily after about the third day, the British woman was flown back to England because she had done her job. She, you know. My work is done. Her work was, her work was done. And so we were kind of left to our own devices and, uh, we started having a little bit of fun with, with that. Just like really. Not even giving a a crap anymore Like saying I remember there was one Where we were supposed to be Our relationship was that We were robots Like (laughs) We were two robots Probably like Using a toaster Like at the beach And you know We're also near a Ford Taurus, You know (laughs) <laughs> and so, and I remember Katie and I did a scene where we started accusing the audience members of being robots. We're like, <laughs> you guys are the real robots. And really trying to like feel in our soul that uh, those people in the audience right. were actual robots. Um, <laughs> the gig paid. Five thousand five hundred dollars though, oh, which was great. Whoa. I mean that was like so much that was so much money. Five thousand five hundred so dollars. Five thousand five hundred yeah, dollars. I wow. think it was ten it was ten day gig and then one day of training. So it was five hundred dollars per day. That's, wow. Look. Yeah. I, I mean know. that's not hey. too shabby, though yeah. for me. Making sort of so a much. best gig ever actually <laughs> uh, I mean it really was. It yeah. was it was pretty depressing because um uh, just all those reasons that I, I listed. Right. But at the same time, that's what made it very fascinating and sure. interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I could imagine one of the most mortifying things would be performing as these farting fat men are just kind of like w- walking by. They stand, they look at you for a couple of seconds, and then they keep walking. Like, yes. You can't retain the audience because everybody right. is yeah. yelling about.
2: I, could, I would not possibly be able to th- understand what I could connect with uh i I could connect to with these guys like these fat men what 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 is the thing i could say that would keep them watching the show and not wanting to go see either another car or another like sexy woman sure well because it's
1: also like I'm,
2: i'm i'm assuming there wasn't any
1: like Warning or sign of like there will be improv here. Yeah, so there they don't know what yeah. they're watching. Yeah, yeah. just watching.
0: <laughs> I think two crazy people. Yeah.
1: on stage yelling at them yeah. that the are robots.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> e- even if there was a sign that said there will be improv, no what, would that no have that made means. a difference. No one would have. Oh, there's going to be an yeah. improv. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Oh, they're, like, oh, they're going to yeah. improve yeah. the truck. Oh, All yeah. right, great. An and p- improve. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
2: that was true. People probably that was probably a lot of people's first exposure to improv. Sure, and probably a clear indicator to people that they will never watch improv again.
1: <laughs> People go to the UCB theater yeah.
2: and don't know what improv is yeah. when they're
1: there. <laughs> let alone the middle of an auto show, yeah, and surrounded by buxom women, yeah. Bucks. And it's <laughs> just you and Katie Shore yeah. screaming about bowls. Have you yeah. ever been
0: to uh, the uh, auto show at the no. center?
1: My best friend goes every year. I
0: uh, went. I think. I think I went in like 1993. 92, 93, My, my friend's dad. Well, the thing that I remember being amazing about the auto show was the the future, the prototypes. Yes. Like that was really the only, I mean, if you were a kid, the only reason to go to the other sure. show was to see, like, the car of 1995. Like the Ford yeah. Tempo 1988. Exactly. Model. exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I remember, and this might be going a little deep. Yeah, let's here. go deep. I don't know. You probably didn't have it in growing up in Illinois. Do you remember Danny from the Honda commercials? No. He looked like Danny DeVito. <laughs> he was like an early '90s. He was the pitch the pitchman right. for, or, or spokesperson for Honda. His name was Danny, I'm not to be confused with, with Joe Azuzu. But right. it was like I of that Joe ilk. Isuzu. He wasn't as short as Danny DeVito, but he had that buxom, if you right. will. Curly-haired look.
1: i have to throw a link up to Danny. Got, got my,
0: got, oh, I got my photo taken with Danny <laughs> at the <laughs> auto show, and I still have that photo at really? my parents' side? House. Is it framed? No, it's not. It's, is, cold, not it's, you know where it is? It's on the bulletin board that was in my room when I was growing up that I used to put all my cool stuff on. Yeah. It's now in the basement. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but then years later, actually right around that time, you know what would be interesting? The year 2000, I was a cameraman for a personal finance show called money talks that was on uh, <laughs> Solid uh name. it was on abc and we shot at the auto show and oh really I, oh yeah yeah and i'm sure either 99 or 2000 but mm-hmm. i definitely was like i would shoot around uh, the auto show
2: wow so we could have crossed paths yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that's true did that you care time.
1: anything about cars
2: no uh, i in fact i actively uh well actually i like driving cars but right. uh there's so many things to me that are very stupid about cars, sure. like just the names of car, like. Yeah. Isn't it funny that they try to give cars like beautiful names? Yeah, yeah. Like, to- like the it, Buick LaCrosse. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> which
0: is just a sport. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I... Actually, it's funny because I, I I was literally looking this up the other day. Porsche or Porsche? Mm-hmm. I grew up; I always called it a Porsche. Uh-huh. Yeah, always wanted a Porsche 911. Turns out it's Porsche. It's German. Really, you pronounce the e as an uh. Really? I always wanted
1: yeah. a Ferrari Testarossa or a Lamborghini Countach, like most yeah. boys. Even though I cared nothing about cars, yeah. but I had the next best thing. My dad had uh, made me. Actually, he didn't make it for me. He made it for himself, and then it just ended up in my room. A Ferrari Countach. No, no. Lamborghini. Ferrari Countach. Testarossa yeah. poster, Tester. where they then put Garlock on the license plate. <laughs> so that was what was staring at me when I would go to sleep, yeah. surrounded by Ministry and Skinny Puppy CD longs.
0: <laughs> You had your priorities set. Yeah, well, you know, hey, I like cars that. and dark industrial music. Yes.
1: Uh, and going by personalized license plates, also, my license plate had Garlax, was my license plate because my brother played lacrosse, and Gar was short for Garlock. Oh, I thought it was and, almost like Relax. Gar-lock. No, Garlax. And then my mom's. <laughs> I thought it was a laxative. So right? <laughs> it, it, doesn't that it really so, it sounds like it a does. medicine? it yeah. does sound. Garlax. And then my mom's, which became my car, was her name was Karen Emily Garlock, so keg. And then my yeah. dad was called Gar by her, so my license plate Kegger was Tiger. Wow, which her was a guy who drink. To be that must have
2: been big in high school. They loved it. If you had to guess, drink. how many people in your life do you think commented on that license plate? What would the number be? <laughs> Couldn't even count because yeah. it never stops. Yeah, it's just like, do you think you it's over that over a thousand? Do you think? Yes. Wow. I have definitely, because I had that yeah. car for a while. So, since we're
0: going off into hypotheticals, here's a question that mm-hmm. I've thought about for years. Mm-hmm. Playing along that line, you seem like a perfect guest to ask this question. <laughs>
2: a- around how you many ask people... ask me anything, too. Anyth- if you want to ask sex I f- stuff or I whatever. Feel, yeah, I what, feel what, what, very open with you. Yeah, yeah, anything you want. If
0: you... Okay, there are a couple ways to phrase this question. This has nothing to do with anything. And I've <laughs> so, never asked petus. it before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think that you could fill a stadium mm-hmm. with every person you've ever met in your entire life?
2: That's a good question. Well, what type of stadium are we talking about here? Are we talking about Wrigley Field where we got a capacity of – 38,756.
0: Uh, yes, okay. that's
2: exactly what I was so thinking. have I met I mean, over do you think you've 8, met
0: And this people? is this this is literally like mm. you've been introduced to. Yes. Or you've, you know, you've, there's been an introduction. I think so. I think so. You think, yeah. yeah. Is there any way to quantify that number at all? Cuz that there seems like any so many people out there yeah.
2: who know how to do right. this. Let us know. I, I would, like this that question. Be, that would be an I incredible say, incredible thing to figure
1: out. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I would say maybe. 38. A strong maybe for me. I mean, yeah. just thinking about all of the people. I mean, they counted. does this count for this, though, too? Does it count for anyone who's just been like, hey, great show?
0: Come oh, up to you. You know what? It, I, I yeah. said great show to you. It was, yeah. great, it was a great segue. <laughs> I saw, I think it was the, one of the last Pangaea 3000 shows, uh-huh. the last show you guys did uh, in that run. Mm-hmm. And I said great show to you afterwards. I won't. Well, and you said
1: "fuck
2: you" we <laughs> yeah, that's See, really I don't know. I'm like sorry, I said that. I,
0: you, you could rephrase it to be any person you've ever had an interaction yes. with. Yes. In which case, Certainly. maybe the the thirty, let's say thirty nine thousand. Yeah, I think you're getting closer. Yeah.
2: Interaction with, I would definitely say, yeah. yeah, But that is a good. That is a good question. That that brings up an interesting point, which is at what point do you, you know, has someone crossed the boundary into a person that you now know? Right. Do you have to know their name even? I'm, not necessarily, because I had some good conversations with people. Like cab drivers and stuff whose names I, I don't I don't know. I have
1: plenty of people that I probably see every day that yeah. I can't remember their
2: full name. Yeah. I can never remember anyone's I'm terrible. name. Yeah, I, that's I, awful. It's,
1: my good friend Jimmy is very good. I think he might have like taken that business deal. Like, where you, like, learn how to, like, say, like, hi,
2: Jeff, how are you doing? You repeat (laughs) my name. always like,
1: oh, I should do that. You should be like, hey, Arthur, how are you doing, Arthur? Yeah, repeat the person's name
2: upon first meeting.
1: Immediately. It might as well that they
2: don't say it to me.
0: I honestly find it weird when people say my name when they're saying something. I don't love it.
2: But I do like that. I always like. I, I like. like I like addressing someone by yeah. their name. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've
1: replaced it with man and brother.
2: Lot, <laughs> <laughs> do you like, say brother? Are you a brother? Oh, he's. Like you are brother a brother, brother person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I don't did know. that start? When did the brother? I think Hulk start? Hogan started it. Yeah, Hulk yeah. Hogan. But I, I mean, had, when did you start uh, doing
1: it? I don't know. I it was. I honestly think it was one of those like joke deals yeah. like i started doing it like hey brother like and then it became slowly like where it just became part of the vernacular <laughs> I, I like uh, it i think because yeah.
0: i i don't feel it's ironic or anything or anything yeah you know. no
1: i just it just kind of comes out but part of it is because i can't remember people's names but also because i like calling
0: people that yeah, yeah. Uh, so i got another question for you yes and yes, this sir. is we're going we're going you know we're, yeah. we're in the new year here by mm. the time this thing comes out i think this might be a new question a worse gig related question uh, i'll that be we could spread for that Jeff will be the judge of that, brother. Um, You do a lot of things, you know? You're a very talented guy. Where where do you think, if you look inside yourself Mm -hmm. and you're honest, where do you think you have room for improvement?
2: That's a very good question. Um, I think I would like to... This this sounds like I'm joking, but I would like to expand my vocabulary Mm -hmm. um, and just know more things. Sure. Uh, I think because um, I think I'm a pretty... Uh, maybe dumb person, but... <laughs> we're just being I, honest here. Yeah, I feel like I kind of understand a few of the sort of basic truths of the world pretty well. Like, we're alive now, we're going to die one day. Yeah. That's pre- but that's pretty much all that I know. <laughs> uh, other than that, I don't really know too much, so I would like to actually be smarter so that I could just, you know, write about more things. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do I, That's I, yeah. something I've realized, where I feel like
1: my go-tos are starting to be really evident to me. You in think so? writing, yeah. especially. Yeah. like. Like, even the fact, fe- like, I realized the other day that I was, like, writing some scripts for something, and hot dogs came up as a joke. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I've been doing, going been- as, like, a go-to of hot dogs. Yeah. Like, but it, it drives me wild now. Or it drives me,
2: like, I get frustrated about it. like yeah. Because I do feel like maybe I'm limited somehow. Well, it's uh, an interesting thing. Do you still find hot dogs funny? Yes. Yeah. And I still do, like and hot dogs. Will probably always be funny to you. Yeah. There's yeah. something really funny about hot dogs. Yeah. I mean, like there's something really surreal
1: about them. Like, yeah. Uh, and it just and, <laughs> and any sort of dreamscape ends up with hot dogs. Yeah. Maybe it's a Freudian thing, but like it just it go it's a go to. And yeah. I re- but like the moment I realized it was pretty recent, I was just like oh, and I've started to see those certain. It's like saying brother. Like, yeah. Where I'm just like, oh, I need to... Because I'm also... I'm a misuser of words. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> so, like, big time. Like, I'm constantly saying the wrong
2: word. Uh, uh, because I think I just... Once I start going, like, my brain is just moving too quick. I think that's okay. I think the important thing is that you get across the energy of the thing that you're trying to say. Right. Most yeah. of the time, I but think... But I... No, just, no, I yeah. agree
0: with you, Arthur, about... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> i start Room for improvement. Yeah, my, my news Go resolution. on, Michael. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, nobody calls me Michael yes. but my mother <laughs> called me and my dog um, uh, learning new things constantly see I, I'm the opposite like I try to you know I, I I'll look up the definition of a word if I'm typing something or whatever like mm-hmm, to make right. sure that I'm using it properly spelling mm-hmm, you know right. that kind of thing I'm, there's uh, there's uh, but that seems like a like a uh, almost like a quantifiable improvement yeah. that you can make yeah. on your life As opposed to, um, and I think that's a good answer. Uh, But maybe something delving into like you—you know—you do uh, improv Mm -hmm. and sketch, and you're a writer until and you act and all this stuff. Do you find that you have a specific
2: area that you're the worst at? That's a good question. Um, I don't know if I was ever that great at improv i think i mm-hmm. i had a fun time doing it but uh i think the most fun i ever had doing it was in high school when we did short form like games and stuff like right. we did kind of whose line is it anyway type stuff which uh i feel that a lot of people at least in the new york comedy scene kind of look down on the uh, short form improv sure i sort of think it's like great i mean the games if you keep doing them like for over a year you'll probably get tired of them right but i don't know i mean every episode of whose line that i ever saw i was like <laughs> ryan styles and colin Mockery are incredibly good and wayne brady's really talented yeah. too like all those guys are fantastic there's no getting around that they're all talented yeah they're all extremely yeah. talented and the games are fun too yeah. I'm like they're just kind of fun to watch yeah. like um so but maybe improv is but i don't really do too much improv anymore um I don't know. I don't think here's here's the thing I would like to get better at is I don't really know how to write anything that's uh you know like longer than five or ten minutes. Right. Uh, I I I think my brain just works in small fragments, and I uh, really I've always really loved sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really just like. I just don't know if I totally have the attention span to make something that's really long. I right. love watching a great movie, um, and I I'd never even care if a movie is like three hours long or three and a half hours long. Yeah. I just watched Lawrence of Arabia, which is right. Uh, I think that's like three hours and forty minutes yeah. long yeah. or something. Um, but I don't know if I'm able to do that myself. Sure. I, it would be fun to do it, but I also don't know if I naturally have the instinctive drive to want S- to. Speaking you do ever that. try? I wrote in in creative writing uh, my senior year of high school. I wrote a sitcom script. Right, and then Dan Klein and I once collaborated on a "It's Always Sunny" spec script. Right,
0: Dan Klein, friend of the show.
2: You can check out his episode. Has he been on the show? He has been on the show. Do you remember what his worst gig? Do you remember what your guest's worst Uh, gig? It
1: Uh, depends. Was
2: the uh, he he, he performed in a
1: library
2: improv show at a library, and there was a uh, I was in that show with him. Yes, Yes.
0: that was a very funny story. Yes.
2: That's so yeah. funny. I was just talking to someone about that particular show last night. Because oh, really? I was hanging out with two of, not with Dan, but with two of his high school friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was, that's so funny. That's a, yeah. good, that's a good worst game. That was, yeah. that was a good yeah. one. Speaking of, just as a little
0: tangent, speaking of long movies, yes. we, we, before we started taping, we're talking about The Wolf of Wall Street. Three hours <laughs> long. Movie. You know what I started watching last night? I still have an hour to go. Mm. And I'd never seen this before. And it's fantastic. Dances with Wolves. <laughs> Oh, of never of Wall Street I'd never seen it before. Yeah. It's it's gorgeous. It yeah. looks the, great. It's Do funny.
1: Direct, was it Co- Kevin Oscar? Costner directed it. I, I think I lumped it in of just like deciding like, oh, that's a movie that I'm not supposed to like. <laughs> yeah. stuff.
0: I think I felt like this is this is gonna be more of an academic, like, boring yeah. thing. Yeah. But and it's interesting because the movie is like, it looks amazing. And you're like, oh my God, Kevin Custer really directed the shit out of this. This right. thing looks great. And between, and I, he won that year. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he won best, definitely won best picture. I think mm-hmm. he won best director too. Fans, if I'm wrong, please send us, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. Uh, I know what you're saying, though,
2: Jeff. Just the title of the movie alone makes me yeah. not want to watch it. Yeah, like,
1: I guess I just lumped in as like yeah. a normal movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. There's, there's a certain bunch of movies that like i don't know why people have decided that we're not supposed to like them (laughs) there's one like shawshank redemption is like we're like i watch it i'm like that's actually a pretty good movie yeah but for some reason there's like a certain sect of people have decided that like i'm not supposed to like that but i never got like the memo yeah like what is the reason like and if i think part of it's just like oh because certain type of people have glommed onto it and Mm -hmm. I, i think i had a lot of that where it's like you, with music and movies, like if certain people have glommed onto it, like bros especially, like yeah, they've either it's become a poster in a college dorm room movie yeah. or like a quote <laughs> that people use too much, uh, yeah. But
2: dances is one of them. I first, I just kind of you string, know what's oh, the, bad for, for me right now. Uh, I still haven't seen Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, I, uh, I, seen it, I yeah. haven't seen it either. Okay, this is great. I'm yeah. very happy that you guys have not seen <laughs> it either because a lot of most people I've talked to have seen it, uh-huh. and. Uh, A friend of mine was recently saying, he's like, that feels like a chore to see that movie. Right and I was like that's exactly how yeah. I feel about it too like yeah. the right. mo- a movie called 12 Years a Slave to me just it, it's just not a movie I would want to watch right. but everyone who's said is like no no really it's really great. Like, do you like chore movies at all? Like, I mean because because that's... sometimes you end up like I mean sometimes I do end up liking a chore movie right? you know I'll see it kind of as a chore I'm like oh I guess I, guess I kind of have to see this. Yeah. yeah. But uh, sometimes you end up liking them sometimes you don't. There was certainly a long period of like most
1: of my Netflix queue was chore movies. Yeah. Like because I was like, oh, I, I went to school for film. I should really catch up on all of these French New Wave films. Yeah, that I never yeah. wanted to watch, and like it was every day I'd get it. It's like, Ugh, I guess I'll watch this one. And Twelve Years a Slave does like I'm never gonna be like, hey, it's like let's go have fun and watch Twelve Years a Slave in the theater. Yeah, whereas that, like, but that director I really like, like, yeah. like Shame is like. A chore kind of a movie, like by, that did, the, he did did the same guy direct? Yeah, yeah. really. Like Shame was Wait, like, the
2: same guy who directed Shame directed Twelve Years
1: a yeah. Slave. Yeah. Oh, I love Shame. Shame was <laughs> right. Shame was like an unbelievable movie, oh. and also it's kind of like oh, I'm probably never going to watch that again. Exactly. Possibly. Wait, I
2: didn't know that was the same director. Yeah. I think I might go see Twelve Years a Slave. There tonight. you go. Hey, yeah. That's incredible. You should see it
0: back to back with Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, maybe you I will. Have like a six-hour. <laughs> so, okay. Speaking yeah. of keeping it in the in the worst gig uh, mm-hmm. uh, canon, actually, yeah. you ever walked out of a movie?
2: Uh, that's a good question. I don't think... I think the only time I ever did that was like a, a midnight movie at IFC that I had seen a bunch of times okay. before. So you've never um, paid
0: money for like a, a feature that had just come out. You're excited for, and then you were really disappointed.
2: Yeah, I'm always interested yeah. in in uh, setting the whole thing yeah. out, even if it's a bad experience. Yeah. It's to me a bad experience is just as good as a good experience. Right. Exactly. So watching a bad movie is you you like feel yourself <laughs> hating the movie. <laughs> you right. you start to think, oh wow, I I didn't know I had this you know, type of hate in me. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and that's interesting, right? For me, yeah. I've have never walked out of a
0: movie, but the one time I came close was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Really? Couldn't I? I hated that movie. Yeah. With a wrath that I had yeah. never. Were you felt moving before. around in your seat? I it was. What were you doing when you so were sitting, long sitting there? Were you though, with I was, anyone? I was with two friends, mm-hmm. and one of them, we were just like, "This is this is like the worst movie I've ever seen." Yeah. <laughs> but then our third friend was like, "This is great. I love this." <laughs> so we got like. Two of us couldn't leave. Right. But I remember, like, and I can't remember the last time that I've been that, like, man. Yeah. I said it
1: before, saving Silverman. For some reason,
2: that <laughs> You walked me
1: out on that? Almost. That yeah. was the almost yeah. walkout. Like, I was infuriated watching that, like,. Train wreck of a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that and Scrooge, that movie we talked about, Dave DeVito, Sarah oh, Silverman, yeah, yeah. Dave Chappelle. Is no Norm MacDonald in that? Norm MacDonald, <laughs> yeah. yes. It, but it's not like a Norm MacDonald movie. No. Right? Okay. It's like everyone's movie, kind yeah. of. It was just like a mess. Yeah. Uh, but Saving Silverman for some reason just <laughs> infuriated me. And I'm also pretty sure around that time, I watched Dana Carvey's Master of Disguise twice. In the-
2: <laughs> so who
1: the fuck am I? Well, did the- you I- watch that twice in the same day? No, I went, I actually took a yeah. whole new set of friends. That's so funny. Because I saw it with my high school friend when I was like visiting for Christmas sometime. <laughs> and then, like, because it was years ago and I, we were both like, that was really funny. Uh, yeah. And I convinced my two friends, I was like, you, I'm, you're, you're going to be surprised there how There is good a it is. caveat,
0: though, is that good. Master of Disguise with ending credits is 75 minutes long. Right. So you could watch that movie really? twice Quick in two hours wow. yeah like
1: that movie it's got a passenger I, 57 like
0: i didn't i never saw it but i just remember reading the reviews at the time and just how shameless it was the movie's like 62 minutes long and then there's like <laughs> outtakes for 10 minutes yeah. of dana carvey like in, the, in the turtle
2: costume pretty funny if you like um, Dana carvey. that's so funny i mean i love dana carvey he does a oh, real yeah.
1: solid uh uh what's the fisherman from jaws Oh, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw, yeah. he does that as a character, the, and it blew my The body.
0: problem with that <laughs> movie was timing, because it was in the wake of Austin Powers. Uh-huh. So you had, like, oh, well, now Dana Carvey's got to do his, like, dress-up right. co- costume yeah. guy, and it doesn't hold the same weight. It's a weight. kid's movie, too. Yeah. 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 It's,
2: <laughs> one, one thing I did in a movie, I didn't walk out on a movie, but I... I uh, during Bad Teacher. Do you remember that movie, Bad Teacher? Yeah, I did not see it, though. Yeah, it was with Cameron Diaz, and I remember first seeing the poster for Bad Teacher. I was in Los Angeles and uh, just for a few days, and I saw a huge billboard with Bad Teacher on it, and I was like, I can't believe this is... This is going to be a movie. It's called Bad. It's called Bad Teacher. Well, because
1: as a sketch teacher at yeah. UCB, one of the key rules that we I tell students on the first day yeah. is if your sketch is bad, bad blank, that's not a good enough. Sketch. Yeah, Will Ferrell did it once with Adam McKay as Bad Doctor. And that's it. Yeah. Crazy
2: Boss. Yeah, it's uh, so, it. It sounds like such a funny thing. Bad, like right. Bad te- They made a whole movie called Bad Teacher. Right. So I kind of kept tweeting about how you know uh excited I was to go see Bad Teacher, and I got a whole group of friends together. We went to go see it and then <laughs> the movie was of course awful right and I remember about halfway through the movie, I just farted really loudly <laughs> like there was a thing that happened in the movie that was supposed to be a joke, and it was not funny and right at that time, I had like a big monster fart, and the two there were two women sitting in front of me, and they they, they like they both turned around they turned their heads at me. And I looked at them, and I said, you can't blame me.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs>
0: you cannot blame
2: gone. me for farting yeah. during Bad Teacher. I, I remember that was what happened.
1: Or we Screwed, there was no one in the theater. Yeah. There were, like, two people. So we had, like, free reign. Yeah. So just, I remember just my best friend just kept yelling out, we got screwed <laughs> every
2: so time great. there was a bad joke. That must uh, have felt so great to just yeah. be in a theater like that. Once
1: we re- There was a moment where it was, like, 20 minutes of, like, watching it like a normal. where you could, I could just hear everyone just be like, Ugh fuck yeah come on yeah like quietly and then slowly it was just like oh fuck this
2: yeah (laughs) isn't that awful when a movie i to me i think the the worst movies are movies that uh like bad teacher is one of these that uh, thinks they kind of like think they know what all of america is gonna like yes and it's really just sort of lowest common denominator stuff like there was one scene that started out the very first shot was just some woman's tits like that and then and then the camera zoomed out and then the scene took place and uh you know i mean i I like boobs as much as the next guy does but but to start a to start a scene in bad teacher like that was not it it, it was a very depressing thing to watch right unfortunately um how do you feel watching bad movies
1: i mean i know you said it's like but like i guess also like i've as a as a harsh critic my whole life of everything mm-hmm. i've slowly i'm trying to like it's it, i'm like edging into sometimes being like well they tried yeah at least they got a movie <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah that's true it's hard to make a movie
1: <laughs> yeah you have to worry about and a lot of stuff at, maybe i should relax
0: a at a, well that's the yeah. thing at a certain point you're like the and you, you do it with records too and stuff it's yeah. like mm-hmm. these guys they're just making stuff Right, they're not hurting anybody like nobody, like right. you know and I, but but at the same point there is a place I think for negative or constructive criticism. Right. Um, we were talking our biggest the one I can't. Uh, I, I just thinking about it gets me incensed. The secret life of Walter Mitty. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think the hubris. Uh-huh. Ben Stiller <laughs> to think that he can make a $100 million. And for the listener, we have not seen it. No, for I have us. not seen the movie, but I, it feels it, it you know, it comes across it feels phony, it feels yeah. this faux bombast, but it wants to be uh earnest and almost wants to be mumblecore and it you can't with a $100 it's million like, dollar budget. It's like
1: you said it ha- it's, it's, it feels like the of Monsters and Men, Arcade Fire of movies. Yeah. Where it's manufactured since.
0: But going back to what Arthur said about like thinking that this is what people want. Yeah. Right. And I look, you know, I try not to revel in Schadenfreude, but I cannot stop going to Metacritic and reading the <laughs> negative <laughs> reviews of Walter Mitty and like getting this gleeful.
2: You well, know, it looks glimmer. like the kind of movie that would be called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Like, <laughs> right. you know, yeah.
0: Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, listen, I, 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 there was. Uh, just kind of veering gears, veering gears. Yeah, not yeah. A changing, French, we'll changing gears it. a little bit. So, like I said earlier, I'd seen you're uh, a funny
2: guy, like Hey, <laughs> look at that! I think there, I think there have been about five or six times in this interview so far where you've been like, and just to take it in this direction. <laughs> so we got to to the
0: Mike gotta, pace experience. We got it. We got We got to keep this. You know, we yeah. got a course. We got. Do we have
2: a here. course? Is no. there, is there no. a, little bit of a course? He likes there to
1: be one. Yeah. He needs a guide. <laughs> That's so funny. He's our Yeti. He's our Yeti. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Getty. Um, He's our yeah. uh, Getty late. Yeah. Getty. That's right. All right. Yeah. We're not going to rush through this stuff. All right.
1: <laughs> you son of a
0: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I saw a Pangaea show. Yeah. I think it was the last one. Uh-huh. I, and I loved it. It was. Oh, and I, I, do, I do not come from. Improv, like I come from kind of a music, more music stuff. I've always loved comedy, but like I never really. Music's
2: the best. I, yeah, I, I, look at that. Music I, is the best. Yeah.
0: And the thing that I thought Absolutely. about Pangea, kind of more so than any other uh, group that a uh, sketch or improv group that I've seen, is that you guys actually seem like you could be a band. Yeah.
2: <laughs> And, and I was just a, that's a very big compliment and I was yeah. curious
0: yeah, okay. like just the way I know that the other guys all are You know have done other things and that you guys broke mm. up kind of sort of like a band But was 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 there ever that mindset when you were in it? Mm-hmm. They're like this is kind of like a band.
2: I think sometimes we like to think of ourselves uh, That way or at least maybe a couple of us did like I, I always kind of like thinking about that um and I'm you know it's sort of lame in a way because it's like I don't really have much musical talent uh <laughs> but we would pretend that we were or I I would pretend that like each of our shows and we did four shows at the theater uh, at UCB Theater as Pangaea were was a different album you know mm-hmm, like that's mm-hmm. cuz I love albums and yeah, to right. me that's the closest thing I'll ever yeah. come to like making an album and you know you you have your uh you know when you get a show at the UCB you got the free postcards yeah so you basically get to design an album cover, more or less. Yeah. And all, all four of our postcards, I thought were, you know, felt like different album covers. And it was sort of a, you know, as I said, kind of a lame little thing for me to think of it that way. But it was always kind of fun. Yeah. And you know, we, I think we, in many ways, probably functioned the same way as a band. Did we're like, uh, we, I thought we're generally very good at working together. And we also had a lot of disagreements about stuff and <laughs> different, you know. Uh, creative ideas and, you know, like some arguments and stuff. and But, you yeah. know, I thought we performed together really well. So I, I think it did feel kind of like that.
0: And also, I remember you did that, uh, I, I might have been the San Francisco Sketch, sketch Fest mm-hmm. with uh, Jesse Thorne. Oh, yeah. And, that, and that sketch yeah. was amazing. Oh, the fart spelling uh, bee? I, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, to, bringing it back to like the <laughs> idea of like yeah. hot dogs are always funny. Yeah. And maybe it's mm-hmm. cliched, but farting is Never, not fun. it is yeah, always fun. Sure, yeah. and it sounds and the f- sense that I'm getting from you is mm-hmm. that uh, you're not necessarily highfalutin about you know like. What's funny, or like, well, we can't make fart jokes anymore because you know we do this now.
2: Yeah, I think you could. I think you could really do pretty much anything. Farts will always be funny. They're (laughs) like, I mean, they're like snowflakes. Like everyone is different. (laughs) Every fart is. It's true, right? Every single fart is different. Yeah, I've Um, never had two ident. I've had farts that sound alike, farts that (sighs) feel similar, but each fart is different. Farting yeah, is and the should best. be a well, celebrity. you know what? And burping if I can share, f- I
0: couldn't do that. A farting story right. for the, for the audience here, just because we we all have been. A couple of weeks ago, I went to a pro wrestling event mm-hmm. in Queens. It was a, it was an independent show. It was, so I was with friend of the show, Chris Urbanoitz, yep. formerly of the band Editors, yep. um, and our friend Brian, and we had a nice time. It was, in a, it was in essentially it was like a high school gymnasium, but it was actually a, like a rec It was a rec center in like Corona, Queens, like deep out. Uh, way out And we had a great time And we're, we're leaving the event And we wa- we're walking back to my car And I farted incredibly loudly Intentionally? Like, well, it was, you know what it was? We were sitting on bleachers yeah. mm-hmm. Like for the whole show And I felt something happening And I couldn't fart on the bleacher because it would
2: reverberate yeah 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 and the other people sitting on the. i, s- I can imagine right that would be right. so yeah. you're just yeah. kind
0: of like hold it and like we're leaving the venue mm-hmm. and we're talking i'm talking and our friend chris who's been on the show he's a he's a brit oh, yeah. so he's got this very regal voice and i actually remember it was almost like i had a skip in my step i farted so incredibly loudly got such a huge laugh like these, <laughs> it was like the biggest laugh of the night and it kept going We got in the car They're laughing And it just It was No pun intended The perfect capper
1: Yeah, yeah. For the
0: night It was just one of those things Where like you know It would been been Kind of a classy night Of pro wrestling Up until that point <laughs> Yeah very classy And then just An enormous an fart enormous Capping fart. it off A
2: stentorian did,
0: fart Didn't get any better than that
2: Man that's amazing That's yeah. uh I, I love a good fart to, <laughs> end, to end the night I was just thinking About this recently I've never seen Have you ever seen A comedy show Where uh, Or any kind of show Any live theater show Or live show where someone uh, farts or sneezes on stage? It purposely or? I mean, just by accident. accident. Yeah. No. I, I, the first time I ever saw this was just like a week or two ago. Jimmy Fallon, last week, Jimmy was hosting Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. And uh, I saw the dress rehearsal of the show. And in the dress rehearsal of that show, there's one <laughs> sketch where just during the sketch, he sneezed. Uh-huh. And And he just said, excuse me. And I thought that was so funny because I've never, I've just never seen that. Right. And I always used to wonder what would happen if I had to do that. Right. Like, do do you stay in character? And
0: God, God forbid real life intrudes on, you know. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, no, I would love to see. I that. think that's because awesome. I do like sne- I do like watching people sleep. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny. Everyone has a different sneeze. Yeah, because fake sneezes always kind of feel fake. Yeah, like, they do. You know, yeah. like and and if they're like you know Tom Hanks and the Burbs, they still seem very funny to me. But <laughs> yeah. like it feels fake. Whereas like sneezing yeah. is like one of those things like you can't keep your eyes open because it's so yeah you can't it controls yeah. your life. Yeah. Like, you once you do it, you're yeah. doing it. Yeah, and I would like to see that. I also I would love to see someone fart on stage and not like have planned it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the same time, I remember on Mr. Show, when they would make fun of kind of and Gary or whatever that, like, they had, like, some bit where they uh, make fun of, like, a comedian who farted <laughs> as his bit. And I remember, like, watching that, but I was like, you know, I love you, Mr. Show, but I also
0: would like to watch Fart Far and Gary. yeah,
1: Or, like, some fucking comedian who bases his act on
0: farting. Yeah.
1: Great. Let uh, me see
0: that. Not to bring it back, yeah. but there is an amazing fart joke in Dances with Wolves. They have you, a fart joke. Yeah, in the ver- you won't. Even, I I no spoilers for the audience here, but um, it's it's in the first like half hour, Get and it's hilarious for the audience. I'm so fine. okay, so basically, <laughs> Kevin Costner, The Promise of the West. <laughs> he goes out. He's he's uh-huh. he sent out. He wants to go to the west most outpost. Um, uh, you know, this is post. Uh, Civil War, right yeah. around that time. So he goes out with some, like, trapper guy who's got the wagon, who's a real, like, slob. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Costner's character is a little more refined, you know, and this slobby guy. He looks like um, he looks like Robert from Murphy Brown. Was that his name? The painter yeah. guy? Remember you remember know that why? guy? Because it was him.
2: <laughs> it very well may have it's been him. It is the same actor, as far as I remember.
1: It is? Okay, yes. okay. So
0: when he plays, like, just a weird, you know, just kind of a slovenly You know, outback homesteader guy, and he's taking Kevin Costner out to the fort that he's going to be stationed at. And Kevin Costner's keeping a journal along the way. And one night they're sitting around the campfire. Kevin Cox is writing in the book And the guy The other guy Bends over to do something And he farts incredibly loud Like blatant ADR fart Like Uh. And then he goes Put that in your book (laughs) And my wife and I Are sitting on the couch Crying (laughs) <laughs> because it's just great.
1: It's also good to picture that they probably worked on that fart for like well, eight hours. Well, it was Costner,
2: yeah. so yeah, nothing strong, less than the best for that guy. Farts. You know uh, what movie has a good uh, fart jokes in it? Is uh, Nacho Libre it has uh, two Ooh. very good fart jokes. I saw really? that yeah. in the
0: theater just one time. Don't remember anything about it. Yeah. I
2: remember not liking it. Yeah, personally. Yeah. But be- and I like I have like a big. I do not like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, I'm always so interested in who does and does not like that movie. Right. I, 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 Napoleon I can never Dynamite tell.
1: actually has somewhat of the same deal as Walter Mitty and Arcade Fire to me. Yeah. Where like it feels like it has a manufactured weirdness. Mm-hmm. Like, and it doesn't. It feels hollow to me. Yeah. And I also don't like it more so because I remember distinctly being in an argument with Kip the guitarist of Panthers Mm -hmm. in the back of our van on a very late night drive, probably in like Montana. And at one point he said, like I was yelling about why I didn't like it and all the reasons. And he's like, dude, it's just a comedy. We shouldn't even be arguing about this. And I was like, (laughs) whoa, no. I was like, you don't understand what I
0: do with my life. And I was like,
1: fuck you. And I was like, I was also by you like twelve hours in to arrive, yeah. ready. You to know fight.
0: what? Napoleon Dynamite, which I did like, but mm. I think that the difference is is that it was a movie made on a small budget. It was, sure. I think it was, it was, I think it was this first movie that guy Jared, whatever, yeah. the Mormon, mm. Jared, um, Mormon. <laughs> Jared Mormon, I think is how he goes by. Um, and and at the time when it came out, it was sort of novel. You mm. hadn't really seen something that looked like that on a mainstream you know, most people hadn't. Right. Um, and then with the subsequent movies, it got a little more, a much more it seemed much more affected whereas in stiller's case mm-hmm. it seems completely manufactured because sure. he's a fucking movie star Sure, <laughs> you know and he's trying to like he's not sure. pulling the wool over anybody's i, I think also with napoleon
1: it's kind of like a character scale like if you don't in some ways if you don't like the character from the get-go then you're kind of done yeah and like immediately i was just like yeah
2: no yeah. like i just like shut down do you, for some reason were you, do, here's a question do you remember what kind of mood you were in when you saw that movie <laughs> honestly Probably pretty bad because yeah. I think
1: also when I saw I was like not in a what good mental
0: yeah, <laughs> What year yeah. was that? Forget yeah, what year? Two thousand six. Bad year, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I think
1: honestly, like I think I went in ready to fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had made a. I had yeah, you made, made you a up your mind before ahead of time. So you know, Godspeed to the Mormon guy. Whatever yeah. his name is. Like I'm sure he's a great man. But he yeah. made
0: that third movie with Jermaine. That did nothing. That totally tanked. Oh right, mm-hmm. but he was um, funny in it, Jermaine Clements. Yeah, he was uh, very, he's funny. very funny.
1: I didn't, I didn't uh, see the Gentleman movie, Broncos. but but
0: it seemed like by that point, any kind of uh, goodwill that that guy had, it
1: was worth watching for that. That
0: goodwill was definitely hunted by
1: oh that <laughs>
0: Got <laughs> it. Um, I, but to bring this back, I, so I, to veer, I know to veer back on course. I had brought up the <laughs> San Francisco Sketch Fest thing yeah. because it seemed like going back to that the Wait, band analogy. There? No, I I saw their oh. their performance. Oh, okay. but you guys actually almost toured like a band in, this, in, in a in certain sense. I don't know. Maybe oh, just oh, did oh, that. you mean
2: like doing? Well, yeah, we we've done a bunch of uh, festivals around yeah. the country. Those, those are always pretty fun. Yeah. So that, I guess that does kind of feel like a band a little bit. Yeah, you know. yeah how would you get there would you rent a car or would you sometimes we rented we rented a car drew, drove up to toronto we uh you know we like flew to portland and right. flew to san francisco and uh it, so you always end up spending way more money than like you don't even for most of these places you don't make money so it sounds like you're on tour <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah you just lose a lot of money yep. and uh the shows were always really fun though yeah. right yeah. but i
0: also i also like the fact that you guys you essentially, you officially broke up, right? I
2: guess so, yeah. Um,
0: because I there was an article that was going around the past couple weeks about the Walkman, the band The Walkman, right. yeah. going yeah. on extreme hiatus. Uh, is that what they're doing right now? That's there? what they're doing. And look, I've got no ill will towards The Walkman. Mm-hmm. They're good know? dudes. They, they would play with them yeah, a bunch. Nice guys. They've got, some, they've got good songs. Um, they would
1: carry an old broken piano for some reason. Yeah. Seemed like the worst but,
0: traveling instrument. Uh, yeah, ever. I feel, and, and in the case of both of our bands, our bands broke up. Yes. Like, there's something classic about break, look, you can yeah. still get back together just because you break up and bands do it all the time. The going on hiatus thing, and this is no, again, not to the, what Fugazi did the same thing. And the Walkmen are a classic band in, a, sure. in, a, in an aesthetic mm-hmm. sense. I like the fact you guys broke up. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm I am saying so. mean, the it's funny like, thing is, classic. I
2: don't even know if we, like had if there actually was any sort of conclusion like i don't know if we said we broke up or if we if there was like i don't know if we said a hiatus or anything it's just right. kind of like sort of stopped happening yeah well because there wasn't
1: that that article that like, there was a they thing basically the,
2: said that you were like, yeah pretty, it answered it pretty much the said question that. for you guys yeah yeah
1: because that's how i felt like i don't like and that's how yeah like i i agree with you like i'd rather just a band breakup but also like i always found it uh presumptuous to be having feeling you need to send something out like mm-hmm. i remember that was a very brief discussion when like panthers ended uh-huh, and yeah. then immediately both me and jay were just like oh we fucking can't like yeah there's no reason to send out a press release yeah to like, no one caring <laughs> like what a way to end depressingly <laughs> is to send out a press release and no one picks it up
0: well, it's a pay- you're like, great you know and to be fair we did send out a press uh, well we, we we did well, write something Pitch. It was front page pitchfork at the
1: time. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I remember. I have it printed up on my
2: wall (laughs) (laughs) and framed. I guess Uh, there's something sort of uh, maybe romantic about a breakup in some way. Sure. Even though they're, I mean, it's just so funny. They're they're never, you, you know, it's never really. I don't know, breakup sounds pretty active, so it, well, I guess it is, I guess it could be a good thing. I was going to say it's not usually a good thing, but I guess a lot of times But I guess as
0: opposed to actively saying we're going on a hiatus. Yeah, right. um, It, it's, that just always feels wishy-washy, like you can't commit to something because it's just, you're just saying words. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so why not, whatever. Um, but it would, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Jimmy Fallon a little bit before we wrap stuff up, I think, for some aspiring, uh. Writers in the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we'll do this uh, uh, James Lipton style. <laughs> Take questions <laughs> from the first year writers and actors. <laughs> um, so, can you kind of explain how it works in terms of? How long you you work there and you know because it's not like well it's it's well I guess that too but it's not like you're hired there and it's your job until you leave or or you're fired or whatever
2: Uh, yeah we're um, you get hired there and then you're signed to thirteen week contracts Mm -hmm. Uh, so. You know, I guess you just want to keep trying to like get stuff on the show and hopefully be good. Right. Otherwise, you might not get renewed for the 13 week contract. Yeah. You know, but then, um, you know, if you're doing well there, you start feeling a little bit more of a sense of security. And then, I don't know, some people stay there a really long time. Some people aren't there too long. I think we've had some monologue joke writers at the show. Most of them uh it doesn't seem like they usually stay for more than a couple years, right uh which i don't blame them because i i i don't know if I would be able to just they basically write like seventy five jokes per day Oof, yeah. um, which i'm I'm not even that good at writing jokes, so right? I, I don't know if I would be able to do that every single weekday uh, the handful
1: of times i've submitted to weekends, yeah, it's a good indicator of how bad I am at it yeah <laughs> like
2: honestly, I'm just constantly just like boo brilliant. yeah, it's yeah. too much math for me it's like t- it's too much of um uh, sort of a mathematical formula. Yeah. Even though I do, li- I, I like a good joke a lot, yeah. but it will never make me laugh as hard as just like a funny thing in front right. of my face. It's like a hot dog would yeah. make me laugh harder than a joke. Hot, yeah.
1: If um, a <laughs> farting, if yeah, a hot dog's yelling and farting. If a hot that's the best. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But then some people stay a really long time. There are a couple writers at the show who have been there since the very beginning, uh, and you know, then you got guys like Brian Stack who writes for Conan who's right. been there for I think. Most are all of the, that time. I don't yeah. think all, but he's been there for like twenty years. Mostly, yeah, yeah. Because um, those those shows just keep on going. And at a certain point, <laughs> though, does
0: like that thirteen week uh, renewing period extend into something longer?
2: Not that I know of. I think maybe it does if you're like. Sort of a higher up writer, but oh. if you're just like a regular writer there, I think they continue the thirteen week thing. So is there I a think. sense that at yeah. the end
0: of each thirteen week period, you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be working again? Yeah, there
2: or- used to be more so for me a little bit. Yeah. I would get a little bit fearful about yeah, how that. is that stress? It, it's, I mean, it's it's not uh, not enjoyable, yeah. but it makes you work hard. You know, are and you it, a stressful yeah. person? I feel like I, yeah. you know, we've known each other for yeah. a while, but yeah. like have stress like i sort of have like a constant low level of stress and anxiety at all times which i uh i actually kind of think is is healthy in a way yeah like uh it would feel weird to just go around being happy all the time uh asshole what yeah yeah when there's just so much like (laughs) ugly horrible stuff everywhere yeah so it kind of feels nice to have that i don't usually get too when when i get really stressed out i just get get quiet because i I don't want to uh Annoy other people right. with that. The worst thing is when you have someone who's gets stressed out and they actually uh, you know take it out on people, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember
1: distinctly once walking on avenue, no first ave crossing the street with the drummer panthers. Uh-huh. this was at one of my worst <laughs> points, and he was like, Jeff, you're gonna start getting so depressed And no one's gonna to want to hang out with you, and I was just like, "Whoa," <laughs> because I was just like clearly like being too vocal about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was a good wake-up call. Yeah, like a little bit more of the
2: Arthur Meyer way.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so a lot of the stuff that you're focusing on in Fallon is sketches and yeah. And the, like well, that. these
2: days we've been um, uh, we sort of were told to that the show wants to kind of you know build out the monologue a little mm-hmm. bit uh to make it like you know longer so it's like closer to 10 minutes right mm-hmm. um so we, we so every morning at 9:45 we have a meeting where each writer goes around the table and pitches three ideas for uh non jokes you know sort, sort of more like a, a graphic uh joke like a or a video visual, thing yeah, yeah, yeah visual thing right. um or a, an interaction between Jimmy and the roots or something like that that can be in the monologue. So those are always fun to get yeah. on on the show. So you have we a lot I think the main duty of the sketch writers now is to duty. do that because the show I, I think the monologues used to be like five minutes long yeah. did you say wait, Sorry, whoa, whoa, whoa. you said duty you said love
0: had to pause because never not funny duty yeah.
2: All right. I was awesome that it just kind of kept going yeah it yeah.
0: slowly settled in but now we gotta uh, we gotta <laughs> laugh out of duty yeah. I gotta you know okay.
2: but then we also yeah. pitch ideas for uh, like yeah when celebrities are on the show sure. like you know big fun things they can right. do with Jimmy or, or you know we'll get uh, an assignment like you know we need yeah we need like uh, one or two ideas for everyone. Jimmy's doing a thing right. with, like, Sting or something, and then you just <laughs> right. trying to Sting think. Sting
0: notoriously. Known for yeah. a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you get, like,
1: at this point, do you have, uh, almost like do you have, like, a constant kind of running list that you can go to mm-hmm. of ideas, or is it kind of, like, per
2: almost assignment that you're coming or kind of a mix healthy mix of both well with the with the monologue ideas the the ideas that we pitch in the morning we get uh emailed to every writer a three-page document containing one sentence like premises sort of right uh just like little things that are happening in the news like a new study shows that you know 60 percent of people are you know depressed or whatever right so then you think of an idea based off of that yeah um but then for the celebrity ideas, that, that I always just try to think, like, what would be, what would be interesting to watch Jimmy and this person do sure. together? Like, what is, uh, which, um, you know, a lot of times it would be fun to see that person in their, in their wheelhouse. And right. other times it would be fun to see that person do something that's not at all similar to something they've normally done. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, when you did something, like when you started, uh,
1: was it Bieber? That you start retweeting. Oh yeah, uh-huh. was that just you being like
0: bored,
2: <laughs> or did that start <laughs> that actually, as a bit? Wait, can you for the yeah. for the
0: listener? Can you explain what that was for the listener?
2: Yeah, what did you? I don't. What exactly? The idea did you, was that, and this was actually not my idea. Oh, okay. I, I think it's. I of, just always assumed that you were just like you and like John and whoever were sitting around. Yeah. and you Started doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's good to know. So go on. I think John had made a joke about that. How if he? Because the the idea was that Justin Bieber tweeted. Uh, he would tweet the word happy and right. get a hundred thousand retweets. Right. Or he would tweet, you know, the sentence, we work hard and he would get, you know, 113,000 right. retweets. So, uh, we did this thing on the show where every day of the week I tweeted the exact same thing as a tweet that Justin Bieber had done and we compared to see who got more retweets. So it would always be Justin Bieber gets, like, 95,000 retweets, right. and I get, like, two. <laughs> but then as the week progressed, I started getting more because, you know, people were watching the show. And then Justin Bieber followed me on Twitter. And then we ended the week with him tweeting the same thing I did. Uh, and right. he still got way more retweets. Was that, was that yeah. Frog Lawnmower? That was Frog Lawnmower, yes. yeah. That's, That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah.
0: And, um you also did you do the the, the Bob Seger sketch? Uh, I did. Yeah, oh. that's my favorite oh. thing I've ever done on Fallon. That's my favorite thing you've ever done. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mine too. That yeah. and, and that actually ties it back in. I I'll mean, say before we yeah. move a fun fact about uh,
1: Arthur and Fallon. I was I believe I was playing you the night that Jimmy came to watch two fun men.
2: Oh yeah, that's at right. The because I would there was a period where I would come out We did a thing at the end of our John, John Haskell and I did a two fun men show and uh, at, we Which have, for the listener yeah. Two Fun Men Is another sketch comic, show yep. Yeah And so instead of uh, Me and John Bowing at the end of our show We thought it'd be funny To get two people Who kind of look like us right. <laughs> To bow for us And Jeff actually looks A good amount like yeah, me. There's a, there's a vague
0: resemblance yeah. <laughs> Kind
2: of similar bodies I believe glasses, it was
0: At
1: hair. Emily Strawn's Going away party Yeah We were just talking You we are like You want to do that I was like yeah sure
2: Yeah And, uh, and so Jeff came out as me Do you remember who was John? We had I think m- it was just John Okay
1: It was just me that oh, time okay. because okay. i think it was the first time you did it yeah and then you started getting yeah then uh, we started doing yeah. it
2: more often yeah because
1: like i think i couldn't make the rest of it and i
2: think you maybe have got like true yeah johnston yeah i think true johnston yeah. i think matt fisher played yeah. me once
0: just to come out for the for the
2: Just the for class. the bow. Yeah. And then they say like thanks everyone, like, you know, uh, yeah. drive safe or, you know, like it, it was
1: really nice smoke. I remember yeah. like you could hear the audience like weirdly not realize for like <laughs> two seconds. Yeah. Because we do look close enough where yeah. like if you're not if you're at the end of a show and passively watching the like goodbye. Yeah. And then slowly it's like
0: ah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I see it. I see it. That's Uh,
2: probably my favorite gag I've ever done. (laughs) It was was so fun because I would always go watch from the tech booth and I would just see like (laughs) two people who sort of look like me and John taking care of the end of our show. These guys were not in the show (laughs) the whole time. You weren't in the show at all. I just watched (laughs) the show. show. I remember you did a great job.
0: Thank you. Direct. You can trace the lineage to you fools. You've captured their stunt doubles in Spaceballs. Yep. Oh, yeah. Which is always an amazing thing. Uh, so but the Bob Seger sketch And it ties into You early, You earlier mentioned Your love of albums Oh and, yeah I love And that. probably a good way To kind of round out The show
2: here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, For the people who don't uh, Who are not in the room When this is happening You should know that Mike Also each time he refers to Getting back on the course He does a, a gesture With his hands Where I, he's kind of making a, if you, a circle Or sort of using his hand To visually direct I, The if course If you've
1: watched the web version of this as well. You can watch also the progression of Mike Doing the hand gestures, yeah, and then slowly getting self-conscious about doing <laughs> yeah. it too much, and then getting a nice mix of like because it looks. Wave.
0: The thing is, it looks like it looks like I'm directing traffic. Yes. first of all, yes. but I think I I'm thinking that I have this very solid like I'm I'm going like this with my hand, and then I watch yeah. it back in the video, and I'm like this. My hand is limp. No, it's like, no, no, you're it's very. It's like, like with your
2: you're be- very Mike Pace. You're thing. very firm, fluid, and confident yes. with your I, hand movements. I appreciate. Yes. I appreciate. That. Yeah. Um. Your whole body seems like it's into it. I got it. a body for radio. Yeah. <laughs> what I said.
0: Uh, so you were taught, just just to bring it back to the to the end. Here, oh yes. Yeah, to Siegert. bring it back yeah. to the end. So. Why don't you give us one of these favorite albums of yours?
2: Oh, okay. Um, my recent favorite album has been uh, Lonerism by Tame Impala. Do you know that one? I've, I've heard of the band. My friend just yeah. bought it and asked me if I had heard it, and I said no. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to listen yeah. to it. I really can't believe how incredible this album is. Lonerism. Yeah. Lonerism, yeah. It's an Meyer um, Recommendation. I would I give it about three three full listens. And then uh, and then I also was um, getting into an album called Main Course by the Bee Gees. Oh. 1975. Well, Hey, you're talking to two. Yeah, you I posted on
1: your thing because you posted them right. aficionados. I'm telling oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, uh, you, you got to them. Of course, it's yeah. a great record because yeah. it's got uh, nights on Broadway. Mm-hmm. But seriously, first 13. Yeah. When they were like a rock records, band. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And like, and I legitimately, like, I said in a post, I took a post and then made a post. I like to make people's heads explode by saying I like them better than the Beatles. <laughs> uh, and it makes Will Hines head explode. I'd rather listen to the Bee Gees than the Beatles. I would much rather um, listen to the Bee Gees the
0: thing about the Main Course, mm-hmm. though, is that's actually one of the few Bee Gees records I do not own. Mm-hmm. And it's also really the um, transitional record yeah. between, it's 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 kind of the first disco He put disco a version one.
1: up of them playing Nights of Broadway on Midnight Train. Yeah, Midnight uh, Special, uh, uh, yeah. On uh, Midnight Special, it's, an unbelievable yeah. version because it's like it's certainly it's the transition because it's more rock than yeah. disco version. And they're they're fucking kicking off. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: honestly, like uh, like it's very exciting to hear you say you like Mangor. Go back, literally any BG record. Yeah. BG's record from like nineteen sixty eight to nineteen seventy four. there's at least like BG's three amazing the best. songs Idea, on it. Idea,
1: unbelievable. Like it really is. Cucumber and
0: Castle, Trafalgar. Cu- yeah. it's insane. Trafalgar is a great record. Um, uh, Life in a can. Life in another a can. one. Um, and if you have, for any listeners, have a record player, you can get any Bee Gees record for a dollar. That's You could literally get like the entire Bee Gees discography for thirteen dollars. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so Arthur, we've uh, we've come full circle here. This is it. By the way, I love, your, I love your name. You have such a classic name. <laughs> Thank you. Arthur like My- uh, You sound like you'd yeah. be like Lee Harvey Oswald's
2: lawyer. Yeah. I love it. It's uh, not like, too many Arthurs anymore. That's the thing. Yeah, right. there aren't. It's- Although I had one class ever in school where there were two other Arthurs, Arthur Jones and Arthur Iofi. And isn't that Ooh, kind Arthur of... Ioffi. Are, Arthur Iofi. Arthur hey. Iofi. Hey. Iofi. Were you ever an art or arty? Or? I, occasionally. I think gym, yeah. gym teachers and coaches would call me art. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know why right that right. that went hand in hand with like uh you know be it an asshole drip t Yeah, exactly. But uh and then Artie, yeah, like uh moms or girlfriends yeah. will call me art. I, I I I love it. I think it's a great name. Yeah, thank you. You know, I wouldn't say it's on the
0: rocks. Um uh, so.
1: Look so, yeah, when, that, when nobody... that was a slow burn for me, too. I'm like, what?
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was, was going right. to say, Arthur when the, when the, the Arthur rocks. reboot yeah. came out, was yeah. everybody giving you guff? Uh, like, yeah. Hey, oh, it's Arthur. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about the reboot. Yeah, everybody. And, and yeah, I, <laughs> you know, luckily,
2: I don't think too many people <laughs> yeah. knew about that. But. <laughs> uh, so, to <laughs> bring but I did used to babysit for kids uh, when I was younger and they would always a lot of them would be disappointed. They would hear that Arthur was coming to babysit ah, them. They'd be like, Who's coming over? They'd say Arthur and they would think it was the Ardvar. The children's oh. Ardvar. Yeah. I would Ash. think it
0: was Sir Conan Doyle, yeah. Arthur. Yep. Yeah. The ro- the rotting corpse of. Yes. <laughs> uh,
2: or Arthur Ash, <laughs> yeah.
0: the rotting corpse of. Um, a lot
2: of dead Arthur's
0: Chester A. Arthur. Uh so question we ask all of our guests. What do you? think of the word gig
2: I like it <laughs> Good perfect <laughs> I'll accept that i okay. we'll
0: put that one in the vaults as yeah. an acceptable answer yes, Um uh, you, Arthur, you've been a f- fantastic guest. Thank you. You and, guys have been fantastic hosts, I,
2: especially especially you, Mike, with your with <laughs> the, the gestures and everything. We got
0: something going on. Yeah, here. I uh, mean,
2: Jeff, I think you are great too. But you know, well, you really, mean you really got to work on those you're arms. I know. I know. You know? I get, there can only be one Sherpa. Yes.
0: <laughs> so look, you've got a lot. You know, hopefully this this new year brings a lot of joy <laughs> to you. You have you may be going to see one or two movies after yes. the show today. Uh. Um, I hope maybe you're going to Kip's Bay. Maybe you're going up to Lincoln Square Cinema. Um, Whatever it is from Jeff and I, we just want you to get home safe.
2: Oh, well, thank you so much, guys. It's very sweet of you, and uh, I I love you both. Worst gig ever. ever.